The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a surprise. Tuckheads Tuesday presented by DraftKings. I couldn't wait until tomorrow. Too much stuff happened yesterday. The first day of the tampering period in the NFL. I didn't want to wait until Wednesday. Our next and last show of the week will be Thursday morning with the GC Greg Cosell. But so many moves went down yesterday. I said to Bry, we're doing a special Tuesday morning edition. We're not waiting until Wednesday. No guest. I'm just going to go team by team with what they did the first day before it becomes overwhelming if we waited until Wednesday or Thursday. We will have the Even Money podcast later today in which we will go over what some of these moves mean for the futures and Super Bowl odds of these teams. Plus, Steve Fezzik will have some March Madness betting tips. So even if you're not a big better, you're going to want to listen to Steve Fezzik talking about March Madness on the Even Money podcast and the betting implications of some of these free agent moves so far. Wednesday, we'll have the Fantasy Feast podcast with Joe Dolan, where we will talk about all the moves that have taken place Monday and Tuesday from a fantasy perspective. So that means wide receivers, quarterbacks, running backs, tight ends. That'll be tomorrow afternoon, Greg Cosell, Thursday morning. So we kind of have you covered all week. And then Monday we can recap all, or Sunday night maybe, all of the different moves that have been made after Thursday morning with Greg. It is a busy, busy time. Cannot wait to announce a new Spread the Word winner via social media a new sponsor confirmation email winner, ross at rosstucker.com, and then the new YouTube shootout, uh, shootout, shoutout cameo video. Let me look and see what I've got for the press passes. AFC Championship on-field access. Man, if you are a Bengals fan, you have got to get that one. I've got the on-field access For Rams-Bucks, which we thought 
was Brady's last game. My press pass in the booth for Rams Bucks probably should have sold this when I thought it was uh, Brady's last game. That one's not as valuable anymore. Rams Cardinals. If you're a Rams fan, playoff game. Rams Cardinals on field pass, playoff game. Army Navy, Ravens Browns, a bunch of UConn and Army college games. University of Buffalo, I got a Raiders press pass still. Nevada, New Mexico State. How about the Eagles season pass? That's amazing. Louisville, Clemson, a lot of great ones for you guys. Let's win some contests, huh? It's Big Show time. The Big Show. Morning, Ross. Well, before we go team by team, let's get your biggest takeaway so far from free agency. You know, there's actually a bunch, Bri. Um, it, it almost feels like it's a Monday morning where you ask me my themes of free agency so far. Number one, uh, you know, the quarterback market is starting to settle a little bit. You know, with the Brady news, the Wentz trade, what happened last week with Russell Wilson, obviously. Deshaun Watson, the latest there is I believe he already took meetings with the Saints as well as the Carolina Panthers. Supposedly, he's taking a meeting today with the Cleveland Browns. Wow. That probably does not make Baker Mayfield play great, uh, feel all that great. But then even like the Steelers kind of made their move, getting Mitch Trubisky, even a lot of the backup quarterbacks have signed. You know, the Hoyers, the Colt McCoys, Bridgewater, Tim Boyle. You know, the quarterback market's kind of settling. So that was one of the themes, Bri. Another theme, you know, these are not the same Bengals. I think, you know, look, I don't know if it's just the opportunity they see with Joe Burrow on his rookie contract, which, by the way, is a theme. Think about what the Jaguars are doing on his on, on that rookie contract. Think about what the Bengals are doing. Think about what the Chargers are doing. There is no question... These teams are trying to take advantage of their quarterbacks being on rookie contracts. No question. The And the Bengals, they've never been like this spending. Last year, Hendrickson and Ogunjobi and some of these guys. This year, you know, they made they got Alex Kappa 30 seconds into free agency. I mean, 30 seconds, which just goes to show you how many of these conversations take place before the legal tampering period ever even begins. I mean, Adam Schefter tweeted 30 seconds into free agency, Alex Kappa, four years, $40 million with the Bengals. Then they re-signed B.J. Hill. Then they signed Ted Karras. So the Bengals are spending money like they haven't before. Maybe it's because Mike Brown's getting up there in age and wants to try to win the Super Bowl. I, I don't know. I don't know the answer for it. Um Speaking of that, I think the tampering period has just become the start of free agency. I mean, there were so many moves yesterday that I'll go over momentarily, but that's it's clearly, you know, noon on Monday is the start of the tampering period. It, it just is. 
Now, remember, guys like Anthony Barr and Frank Gore who changed their mind. So these guys can decide to change their mind if they would like to. And then you've got, here's why I think the tampering period helps. Everybody can negotiate before teams have to actually be under the salary cap. Meaning, like the Vikings, for example, Michael Pierce can see what other teams might be willing to pay him, even though that's tampering because he's under contract, before deciding whether or not to take a pay cut from the Vikings. You know, and these teams can see what the market is before they actually have to cut guys. Like the Lions, I still don't think have cut Trey Flowers because they don't have to until tomorrow by 4 p.m. Eastern time, till Wednesday by 4 p.m. Eastern time. So I think that's kind of the purpose. Because I was sitting there thinking, what purpose does this serve? I guess that's the purpose it serves, is that you can negotiate a lot of this stuff before you actually have to be under the cap, if that makes sense. Three other things that stand out. The Jags are just going nuts. I mean, the Jags are spending all kinds of money and frankly, I think overpaying for Evan Ingram, uh, Christian Kirk. I feel like the Jaguars are paying more money uh, than I, I don't know if they have to overpay to get people to come to Jacksonville. I mean, weather's lovely. Team typically isn't very good, but you got Trevor Lawrence, no state income tax. I would have loved to have played in Jacksonville. Why not? So I think that's interesting that they're spending as much as they are. We'll get into the specifics later. I think actually one team that stood out to me positively, the Dolphins. Very reasonable, I thought, the money that the Miami Dolphins spent. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, very reasonable. And then maybe the biggest news was Devontae Adams telling the Packers he will not play on the franchise tag. You know, he's got an expiring contract. He's probably the best receiver in the NFL. He wants his money. He wants the long-term big money deal. Let me just tell you, um, he will play for the franchise tag. When it comes time, it's week one of the season, and he's getting, I don't know, well over a million dollars a week, he'll be there. That's one thing you should keep in mind. But he wants a long-term deal, so he's going to use the leverage of that right now to say that he won't be there. If you're the Packers, you know, I can't wait to see the Aaron Rodgers contract because it kind of feels like they're just trying to do one more year. Devontae Adams for one more year. Aaron Rodgers one more year. Something interesting to keep in mind. By the way, speaking of keeping in mind, it is so hard to hire good people these days, which is why I'm so glad you can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network. 770 million people. Is that not bananas? Isn't that like twice as many people as there are in the entire United States? I've told you guys this forever. If you're ever, people are trying to switch jobs now. There's a lot of reasons. It's like the great, they're calling it the great reshuffle. A lot of people are looking to change their industries. COVID's changed a lot. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? 
post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Ross. That's linkedin.com slash Ross to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Ducks takes. All right, let's do it. Let's go team by team. What every team did yesterday. So I really didn't think, Brian, there's a better way to go about it. I mean, I suppose we could go through positions, but you guys don't really care about positions. You care about your team. So I'm going to run through my thoughts on what your team did. The Cardinals brought back Zach Ertz, who I think had a pretty good rapport with Kyler Murray and is sort of a security blanket for a young quarterback middle of the field. You know, it, it creates opportunities on the outside for Hopkins. They re-signed James Conner, who had a terrific year for them. They did lose Chase Edmonds. They brought back Dennis Gardeck, who's special teamer, but he can also rush the passer a little bit. And Colt McCoy, who evidently Kyler Murray really likes. As for the Atlanta Falcons... They extended tackle Jake Matthews. It's really a salary cap move. You know, they probably didn't want to do that yet, but they needed to free up space. He's been extremely durable, reliable, and that's a way they can get him under contract for several more years and lower his cap number. Ravens haven't done anything yet, interestingly. The Buffalo Bills, they released Daryl Williams. So he's gone. So they've released a couple of O-linemen. They did extend Mitch Morse, which is a Jake Matthews move, right? They wanted Mitch Morse back. He gets more money. He gets extended. They lower his cap number. They signed Roger Saffold to a one-year deal to play left guard, which I think is awesome. Because I think Saffold's still a very good player. And they signed Tim Settle and Daquan Jones, which I liked to get some run-stuffing D-tackles in there, I think they felt like that was an issue, that that was a position they still needed to upgrade D-tackle, and I would agree with them. As for the Carolina Panthers, they've signed uh, Xavier Woods, the safety from the Cowboys, who played every snap last season. thought that was reasonable money. And they didn't overpay a crazy amount for Austin Corbett a guard from the Rams, who I think is a pretty solid player as well. The big move for the Bears, they released Eddie Goldman, but they brought in Larry Ogunjobi, who had a nice year for the Cincinnati Bengals last year. I already mentioned the Bengals. Kappa, Karras, B.J. Hill. The Browns, obviously their big move was getting Amari Cooper. They also released Jarvis Landry. So it's kind of a one-for-one them there. I think they believe Cooper is uh, a little bit younger and a little bit more versatile than Jarvis Landry is my guess. The Michael Gallup contract for the Cowboys is a little over $11 million a year. Sounds very reasonable when you think about what some of these other guys are getting paid. They also gave Demarcus Lawrence a new, I think, three-year fully guaranteed deal. I need to see the particulars of that, how they're adding that money in. But three years, $40 million sounds very affordable for, for the Cowboys to lock up Lawrence. That's another one of those same moves as 
guys we talked about, Mitch Morris, Jake Matthews. You extend a guy in order to get their salary cap number for this year lower. The big Broncos move so far, interior D-lineman DJ Jones, who I think is a really good player. The D-tackle from the Niners, he's a stud. I like that move quite a bit to bring him in, about $10 million a year, which seems to be what most of these D-tackles are going for. Lions are really just re-signing their own. My buddy Alex Anzalone, Sean Dion Hamilton, Tracy Walker at safety, Tim Boyle. Um, the Packers doing a lot of work as well. They extend their edge rusher, Preston Smith. Again, that's a salary cap move. Then they released Zadarius Smith. They released Billy Turner and brought back Devondre Campbell. So Campbell is back in the fold with the Packers coming off his awesome uh, season a year ago. Texans kind of under the radar moves, releasing Marcus Cannon, bringing back Terrence Brooks at safety, Justin Britt at center, A.J. Cann at guard. Colts just re-signed Mo Alley-Cox so far, which they kind of needed to do after they lost Jack Doyle. Reportedly, the Texans will not let Deshaun Watson meet with the Colts. The Colts wanted to meet with him. Texans said, yeah, no, we're not trading you in division, Brotato Chip. And then as for the Jaguars, they're the team that really went crazy. Brandon Sheriff, highest paid guard in the NFL. Foley Fotokasi, the D-tackle from the Jets, $10 million a year. Christian Kirk, the base value, base value is reportedly $18 million a year. For Christian Kirk. People are like, ah, oh, it's really only two years, 37 million. Okay, that's over 18 million a year. What's your point? It's a lot. I mentioned Evan Ingram. They signed my guy from Yale, Foye Aluakun, three years, $45 million. Good, good for him, man. I called so many of his games in college. He's playing safety for Yale. Very happy for that young man. He worked for it. The one I think is Bananas is the Jaguars. Zay Jones, three years, $24 million for Zay Jones? Really? The receiver numbers for the Jaguars are the ones that are a, a bit head-scratching for me. As for the Chiefs, looks like it's the end of an era for the Honey Badger. Tyron Matthew looks like he's going to have to go elsewhere. They must have thought that his play declined a little bit last year. Or maybe he's just looking for ridiculous money because instead they signed Justin Reed from the Houston Texans. Three years, $31.5 million. I don't know how much the Honey Badger wanted, but the Chiefs decided to move on. They also reworked the contract with Frank Clark to bring Frank Clark back in the fold. Kind of one of those Preston Smith deals where you rework it, give an extension to lower the cap number. Raiders really have not done anything yet. They're taking the Belichickian approach of just waiting the first day, letting the prices come down a little bit, like Belichick has done most years. That's what Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler are doing with the Raiders. The Chargers, go. Chargers, go. 
They wanted to get better on the interior D-line. So they bring in Austin Johnson, who's a run-stuffing D-tackle. Sebastian Joseph Day. They also did the big move at corner that I predicted yesterday morning. J.C. Jackson gets big money at corner. And we already know about them re-signing Mike Williams. The Rams are just kind of taking care of some of their own. They wanted to bring back Joseph Noteboom, I think, to play left tackle. And they wanted to bring back their center, Brian Allen, which makes sense. I talked about this earlier. One of the teams whose moves I really like so far, the Dolphins. Uh, Mike Gesicki, by the way, has already signed his franchise tag. But then you've got, uh, they brought in Emmanuel Ogba, or brought him back. He had a great year for them. Chase Edmonds, two years, $12 million, seems very affordable. And I think Chase Edmonds can be excellent in that Niners might make the annual offense. Obviously, he does too. Otherwise, he wouldn't have done it. Cedric Wilson, three years. I mean, Chase Edmonds, a lot cheaper than these other guys get. Uh, Cedric Wilson, less money than Zay Jones. I'll take Cedric Wilson over Zay Jones. I think Cedric Wilson just didn't play that much because he's playing for the Cowboys. And then, you know, Teddy Bridgewater as a backup option to Tua. I, I really like the moves that the Dolphins have made. How about the Vikings? They sign Harrison Phillips from the Bills. Uh, Harrison Phillips gets a pretty good deal, over $6 million a year, and the Bills kind of backfilled that with the guys I talked about earlier. But then Kirk Cousins gets another fully guaranteed year. Another year, another $35 million. And he actually gets a raise this year up to $40 million, $30 million next year. All this guy does is get guaranteed deals. I think he even got a no-trade clause this time. So he knows he's in Minnesota next year if he wants to be. Obviously, if they end up trading him, you know he can, has the power to waive it, but he controls that, which is a very valuable thing for a player. Very valuable. The Patriots just re-signing their own guys. Hoyer, Ference, McCourty. Matthew Slater, Patriots just bringing back the band together. It's the way they usually like to do it. The Saints have done nothing so far other than talking to Deshaun Watson. I think they're trying to make their best pitch to get Deshaun in there. The G-Men, the Giants, they're going O-line. I kind of like this. Mark Lewinsky, tough, solid guard. Not a high-end player, but a reliable starting guard. Three years, $20 million. John Feliciano, who played for Dayball in Buffalo. I think he's a solid kind of – they're going to put him at center, which I like. I think he's a good fit for him. That makes sense to me. The Jets have made some interesting moves. Lake and Tomlinson, I think they felt like they needed a guard. Uh, I, I think Lakin will play right guard opposite Elijah Vera Tucker. They bring back Berrios and – the C.J. Uh, Uzama, three years, $24 million. I'm a little surprised the Bengals didn't try harder to bring back Uzama. He's coming off that injury, but he had a heck of a year for them. A heck of a year. Speaking of a heck of a, I thought the Eagles got tremendous value with Hassan Reddick. Three years, $45 million, okay? So that's $15 million a year. 
to put that in perspective, there's only four guys that have had more sacks the last two years than Hassan Reddick's 23 and a half. T.J. Watt, who, by the way, makes over $28 million a year. Miles Garrett, who makes $25 million a year. Aaron Donald, he'll get a new deal. It's $25 million a year. Trey Hendrickson, and then Hassan Reddick. I mean, that's pretty remarkable. And they got him for $15 million? They got him for 10 to $12 million less per year than some of these other guys? I, I guess I feel like that represents tremendous value for the Eagles to get Hassan Reddick, who kind of fills a couple positions. You know, when they have three linebackers in the game, I believe he'll be the off the ball linebacker. He'll be like the Sam linebacker. So when they have three linebackers, that's what he'll play. When they have two linebackers, he'll move up and come off the edge. Really like that signing. The Steelers uh, brought back a couple guys. Chooks Akora four. They bring in Mike, uh, Mason Cole to play center. Chooks Akora four to come back at right tackle. But then... At uh, quarterback, Mitch Trubisky. And they got pretty good value there. Two years, $14 million for Trubisky? Wow. Now, there's incentives that can go up. But if he's their starting quarterback, that's really good value for the Steelers. I'll be curious whether or not they draft a quarterback or they think, you know what? Let's see how Trubisky and Mason Rudolph do and then perhaps draft the quarterback next year because we'll still have Trubisky maybe draft one next year or maybe they'll just see how the draft falls to them this year which is interesting then you've got uh, the Niners their move so far signing cornerback Traverius Ward from the Chiefs so the Chiefs Ward was a good player for them Chiefs are leaking oil a little bit losing Ward losing Tyron Matthew the Seahawks just brought back a bunch of their own guys guys they feel good about evidently Quandre Diggs, Al Woods, Will Disley, Sidney Jones taking care of their own. Same with the Bucks. Resign Ryan Jensen, the center, Carlton Davis, both of whom I think probably could have gotten more money elsewhere. Once again, the hidden value of Brady. I think both those guys are as good as gone if Brady doesn't come back. Think about that and the value that provides. The Tennessee Titans resign Ben Jones. Two years, $14 million. I guess maybe he didn't have the market he thought he'd have, or maybe he just wants to stay in Nashville. He's a Southern boy. He's from Alabama. I think there's probably a lot of value to Ben Jones in coming back to, to the Titans. Then you've got Jeff Swaim is back. They signed Jamarco Jones from the Seahawks, sort of to replace Roger Saffold at left guard. And the commanders have pretty much just sat out to this point. So there you go. Through one day of free agency, pretty much what every team has done, I will dive into it Thursday morning with Greg Cosell, some of the more interesting moves that he's seen so far, as well as talking about, I think we're going to get in, I got to ask Greg actually, but I think we're getting in the top tight ends in the draft because we'll have a bunch of free agent moves to talk about. And then, obviously, I'll go over the rest of the free agency moves that happen today and tomorrow, bright and early, 
Thursday morning. Make sure, if you haven't already, strongly consider getting your loved one a gift from myfrontpagestory.com. I would order it now for Mother's Day. Why not? It is the greatest gift ever. And we've got some really exciting partnerships coming down the pike there that I couldn't be prouder of. Myfrontpagestory.com. Let's do an email, Brian. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. Email address is Ross at RossTucker.com. It is a Tuckheads Tuesday, so let's do an email. All right. Uh, hey, Ross, uh, love the fact that you're so amazingly positive. Appreciate you. And uh, even going through a rough time back in 2020, your show was what I needed as a distraction with sports. So uh, thank you for making sports again fun for me. My question is an NFL player. Have you ever met a Native American player in the NFL that stuck out to you? That is from Frederick Chino. It's a good question, Frederick. I'm trying to think. Um, I'm sure I played with a Native American player or two. I don't really remember though. So whoever they were didn't stand out to me. I'm sure there were guys that had Native American blood. I guess I remember my rookie year, um, John Jansen, one of our offensive linemen in Washington, said, asked if there was anybody that had any Native American blood. And one guy said, yes. I think his name was maybe Jason Schwab, I want to say, from Nebraska. It was like 6'1". 310, just like a bowling ball, so strong. And he actually partially tore my right MCL when he fell on it. That hurt a lot. At any rate, he asked if anybody had any Native American blood, and I think Jason Schwab said he did. And so I believe Jansen asked him to go outside and dance so that it would rain. I don't know if that's politically incorrect or whatever, but this was 2001. What was that, an Indian rain dance or something? I, I don't know. This was over 20 years ago now, which is kind of crazy. But that is, uh, that's the only one I can remember, Frederick. Thank you very much for the email. Reminder, if you ever take advantage of any of our sponsors or you just become a patron, patreon.com slash rtmedia, you automatically can ans- ask me any question you want, and I guarantee to respond it on the show. I love your questions. Keep them coming. We get to a bunch in the offseason. I also love the I Think We're Done Here members of Patreon.com slash RT Media, like Pizza Boy Brewing, Sporticulture, HumanHeadNYC.com, and SteakhouseSports.com. Big fan of all of them. and big fan of all of our patrons. I'm on that private Slack channel we have every single day. Loving it, especially this time of year. Remember, Even Money Podcast, a little bit later this morning. You're going to want to hear that. Fantasy Feast tomorrow, if you're looking for a new podcast tomorrow. And then Greg Cosell, Thursday morning, should be awesome. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler or in Indiana, 
1-800-9 with it. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 